What you missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. We're talking fine dining here on Money FM 89.3 with me, Jason Dacey. I'd like to welcome chefs Neil Perry. And also we have a, another great chef in Kirk Westaway. And they've combined last night on Friday night at Jan Singapore for a four hands feast. So, guys, welcome to Money FM. Tell us how it went last night. Hi, Jason. I went really well. Um, Kurt's team were fantastic, and I think there were probably 40 hands involved in the dinner, not not four. <laughs> um, but it was great to work with a, a really group of really high-energy, fantastic young kids that dived in and um, loved food, loved cooking, and really loved what we did. So, and the customers loved it as well, so double bonus. Yeah, what was your take, Kurt? We had a great experience. Everybody, uh, the customers and the staff all involved. Uh, Neil was obviously an incredible person and just his personality in the kitchen along with incredible food was a really great experience for everyone. We uh, had a, a perfect time. And of course, Neil is, is a famous international chef to have him fly in from Australia. Of course, he's uh, worked in Australia for many years. He is uh, the coordinator for Qantas uh, in-flight food, but he's also has launched many successful restaurants. What was that like? Impressive. Great to speak to Neil. Obviously, when we found out that he might find a time to come and join us, it was great for us. And uh, we've all been excited arranging the event, and it was incredible to have it finalized last night. And Neil, obviously, you're very familiar with uh, Jan and, and also yeah. Singapore cuisine. What was your impression about uh, the whole experience? Oh, it was fantastic, uh, Jason. And look, what was really awesome is we were lucky enough to come up a day early, and we had dinner at, at uh, Jan the night before, and it was fantastic. So, Beautiful view out over Singapore, probably the best in Singapore from a dining experience point of view, and then backed up with, you know, brilliant food. And Kurt's doing something, uh, you know, close to his heart with the modern British theme. So it's very unique and individual and and uh, backed up by a great service team. So, yeah, we had a, a really awesome dinner and then a brilliant uh day in the kitchen and, and a night in the kitchen with the kids you know, welcoming us, which was great. Well, John is uh, awarded one star Singapore Michelin Guide 2018. Also 44th of uh, Asia's 50 best restaurants, so highly regarded. So tell us about the uh, the feast. Well, it was a, a great sink. I think uh, yeah. obviously we do, both did different styles of food, but I believe our philosophy is identical where we really focus on the best ingredients and the source from small local producers mm. and um I'm doing kind of a modern British style, and Neil's obviously doing Australian with a bit of spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, being Singapore, we we, we popped yeah. a bit of all, you know the Asian yeah. flavours that I like to do. So it worked really nice, actually. Lovely counterbalance mm. between uh, you know very delicate, beautifully seasoned, uh, and and as Kurt said, very um, produce focused um, food that, that that his guys were doing with him. And uh, and then, you know, we're doing the same thing with the produce and then just layering up a little bit of spice over the top. And I thought that the, you know, the blend of the dishes worked uh, really well. And from conversations with the customers, they, they really enjoyed the, you know, the situation. And I think the guys on the floor did a brilliant job with the wine matching. Mm. And, and um, yeah, from all accounts, and we spent a fair bit of time in the dining room and had some great conversations with the customers. They, you know, they really enjoyed um, the experience that was really quite unique. Mm. And Kirk, what are some of the items that really uh, stood out that got a good uh, reaction from people? Uh, well, a combination of dishes really did work very well. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. And as we, we planned the menu quite Quite a while ago yeah, to make yeah. it precise. Um, some of the, the key items were definitely the, the lobster and congee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember your, your name, the humble. Oh, rich and, rich and noble. Rich, uh, rich and yeah, noble. Because it's, made, it's congee made from whole rice grains. Oh, um, wow. So mm-hmm. the whole, the whole uh, theory is that uh, you know, only very wealthy people in China in the day would have ever made congee from whole rice because they would have only 
the only only people who had rice left over. Um, probably how only people who got rice for dinner in the first place, right. let alone have it left over. So right. it's kind of a tradition of how to make it, and it really turns out more like a risotto because you've got whole grains and broken mm. grains, and it binds together, and you end up with this kind of yeah, you know, really Asian style risotto on the plate rather than um, the more soup type juk um, that you would with congee. Alongside a, a blue lobster from Brittany, so it's uh, a, a beautiful combination. Yeah, the lo- lobster, <laughs> and, and one of the lovely things about working mm. with Kurt, obviously, um, you know, Singapore brings in brilliant product from all around the world mm, and mm. he's very fastidious about the quality of the seafood and other things that are coming into yes. the kitchen. So, again, working with, uh, you know, some beautiful toro tuna, belly, um, melt-in-the-mouth stuff and um, then the, the blue lobster, yeah. you know, really fantastic um, product. So, great coming over here and then, um, you know, having a bit of Australian short rib <laughs> to use for, for Maine and, uh, and then we, you know, had some beautiful, uh, you know, squid and... And uh, uni out of Japan. So, you know, if you take an Australian, a Britain, um, mm-hmm. and all those great ingredients around the world, <laughs> very multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking to uh, chefs uh, Neil Perry and Kirk Westaway. And Neil's from my hometown of, of Sydney, but you're from Exeter in the southwest of, uh, of England, aren't you? Yes, I'm down in Devon. Devon way, yes. And I, I mentioned off air that uh, John Wilkinson's a good friend of mine, a former Exeter City player, became a naturalized Singapore international footballer. So what influences do you bring uh, to the restaurant? I try and source a few ingredients from Devon, mm. um, as many as possible. I bring in some, obviously, Devon cream and some cheese and a few items. I'm trying to source more and more ingredients, fruits and vegetables and, and seafood as, as possible. Mm. Uh, it's quite exciting to bring a part of my home into the restaurant in Singapore. I've got to ask you guys, what was dessert? Because I've got a real sweet tooth and I'm hearing all the <laughs> items. Well, it was interesting because the guys, uh, they, t- they took care of dessert um, and uh, bo- on, on, on both nights, the night I got to have dinner and and the night that uh, we did yesterday, t- last night together, um, desserts were an absolute standout. And um, particularly the pre-dessert, I loved it because it did exactly what a pre-dessert <laughs> should do. Yeah, which is really refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, vibrant explosion of flavour and beautiful citrus flavours in your mouth. And uh, you yeah, know, and then you're ready for yeah. the chocolate, you know, because you, you, you've been refreshed <laughs> after the dinner. So it was, it was fantastic. In the, in the restaurant now, I'm doing a, a Pim's in the Park. Oh, Which yeah, is, Pims. Because I, I lived in the UK and I remember okay. having Pims and lemonade. This is in the 80s, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and it was always around Wimbledon, right? You'd be drinking Pims at yeah. hot summer, summer yeah. days. Yeah, so this is what you brought, right? So, yeah. In a, in a day-to-day service, we do a, a Pims in the Park, which is, ah. is kind of a play on the, the classic English summer drink, like yes, you said. Yes. And then we do it in a, a little wheat grass and a combination of the Pims alcohol with citrus fruits and cucumber. It's oh. very refreshing yeah, and yeah. really cleans your palate, ready for ready for the big dessert. As a matter of fact, we were we were there last night having cold beer after work, discussing the was fact it British that we, beer or Aussie beer. No, well, I'm not sure. I didn't pay much attention, but it was a very large tower of beer that disappeared fairly quickly. It was Carl, yeah. Carlsberg, actually. Okay, uh, but, Danish. But, right, we, okay. but we were actually uh, discussing the fact. We can't believe that Pims uh, isn't a go-to drink, you know, with, given the weather in Singapore. Mm, and that's uh, true. Yeah, we, 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 need, we need a revival, so we think Pims needs yes. to take a foothold here. That's very true because uh, <laughs> it's a Singapore sling, of course, in, in, yeah. in Singapore. But Pims, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a drinker these days. But when I was back in the '80s, Pims was absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Especially I always love the, the half lemonade, half dry ginger ale. You know, oh, that yes, sort yes. of uh, savory savoriness that the, that the dry ginger brings in. Yeah. So, Kirk, tell us. More more about what John's been up to and, and what you've tried to bring to the restaurant. So I've recently shifted into modern British, mm. um, which means kind of changing mm-hmm. the dynamics. It's obviously been a, a French restaurant for many years. And yes, yes. I'm quite right. excited to go in my own direction of reinventing British food, trying to reestablish the negative opinion that many people have upon English food for the past 20 years. I think England's come a long way. London is definitely on the culinary map for, a, for food around the world. 
and it's exciting projects. Um, I'm really trying to focus on fresh ingredients, fantastic produce coming from small producers, um, lots of vegetables, lots of seafood and, and fish and just really trying to invent my own style of something special. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mm-hmm. been pretty popular so far. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I mean, I can't believe after having dinner there and then working with the team, given the quality of the ingredients, um, the level of service, uh, the absolute enthusiasm and skill of the guys in the kitchen, um, you know, I think it should be further up the list in, in top restaurants in Asia mm. and certainly knocking on the, the door of two stars from all the restaurants that I've eaten in the world because it was uh, fantastic, very wow. unique uh, and I thought, uh, you know, really considered but but importantly super delicious at the end of it and that's really what you want food to be mm. and, uh, you know, Kurt was playful with things but, uh, you know, always at the base of it was coming right back to being super delicious food that was fresh and light and ingredient driven. So yeah, I was really impressed and enjoyed the meal. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, credit and compliment from a you know, very well-renowned uh, chef. Speaking Absolutely. to uh, chefs uh, Neil Perry and Kirk Westaway here on Money FM. So, you know, look, when we look at British cuisine back in the, in the day, when I first went to the UK in the early 80s, it didn't have a good reputation, but it's turned things around, I think. Yeah, I think the the world has changed, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think many, many chefs from the UK have kind of departed and picked up culinary skills around the world mm. and they've returned to England. And, you know, you go into a gastro pub or general restaurant anywhere in the UK and you're going to going to pretty get a good chance of some good food these days. Yeah. And I think we were a bit snobby, weren't we, uh, as, as Australians and having quite a high level of cuisine in, you know, Sydney and Melbourne and um, nationally across Australia. We used to look down on British cuisine, didn't we, Neil? Well, yeah, look, and I think uh, one of the things was in, in Britain uh, for a long time, uh, you know, to focus on food like, say, the French or the Spanish or the Italians wasn't seen to be um, socially incredibly acceptable. I think as times passed and as, uh, you know, food, cooking, chefs, um, you know, the whole culinary landscape has become so global and people have become so interested in it. And if you look at England, for instance, um, you know, you probably uh, one of the number one countries in the world where food TV is consumed and, mm. and certainly media. And so over the last sort of 20 to 30 years where the, where the kind of celebrity chef phenomenon, for want of a better yeah, word. Yeah, and there's been plenty become, from the UK, yeah, right? the UK have, have really started to focus on that and, and, and as Kurt said a lot of great chefs from the UK um, also that sort of situation of a lot of people coming into the UK and if you think about UK food you would say like Australians it's very multicultural yes um, and you know some of the uh, there's a there's a there's a nod on Kurt's um, uh, appetizers which is to the to yeah. the curry um, and when you think about uh, English food you can't uh, help but think that uh, you know the, the, the takeaway Bent would be lasagna, kebab, or, or curry. <laughs> so it's fairly international. And, you know, with all those amazing um, people coming from various parts of the world that have been colonised and, and, and now, uh, you know, people have come and made their home in England, mm. they've bought incredible uh, culture and food. And, and I think over time, all of that, you know, is snowboard and, and worn off. And, you know, London for me, uh, particularly when the weather's great, I think it's one of the best cities in the world just to walk around. Yep. But it's also now one of the best cities in the world to eat in. So, mm. um, you know, it's come a long way in the last 30 years. And, uh, you know, British chefs are at the forefront of that now. And obviously, you're a young chef, but uh, I guess you've even seen changes through your lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the food I was receiving when I was younger is very different to what it is now, I think. And uh, mm. I'm really trying to, to change people's opinion of what it is. Uh, obviously, people in the know, chefs and restaurateurs around the world, they've got a good grip on the style of food England is producing and chefs are available to do. And I think I really need to <coughs> change uh, many other people's opinion to understand what's able to deliver from the UK mm. right now. Yeah. So what's next for John? What have you got planned uh, in the future as we get uh, towards the end of the year? Uh 
just continue. Just continue. So the menu now is obviously the modern British, and mm. I want to just continue rolling into that and uh, creating new items, new dishes, new styles and flavors, and follow that pattern. It's quite exciting for me and everyone involved. And you know, it's time for the whole of Singapore to come in and try and feel, feel, <laughs> taste the future. You know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. What about you, uh, Neil? When you look at uh, things that stand out from John, the experience of eating there, what do you think? Uh, how does it compare to like Sydney? Because Sydney's got some <clears throat> fine restaurants. Yeah. Look, I think um, John would be equally at home in Sydney as as uh, it is in Singapore. You know, it's a world class restaurant, and uh, you know, Kurt's very focused on the thing that I love most, which is produce. And now with a very strong English bent, and I mean, I think one of the other things to, to talk about when you go to London, I mean, if you if you do focus on the local food there, you think about the seasonality of it. I mean, I remember in May, you know, best asparagus in the world um, mm. coming out of, of it. And you, you talked about Wimbledon. I mean, the strawberries. Yes. Yeah, everyone said, oh, strawberries and potted cream. <laughs> then you taste it and you go, oh, okay, now I get what they're talking about. And, uh, of yeah, course, the amazing yeah. dairy. And, mm. I mean, I, I love um, things out of the sea. So when you talk about Dover Sole and the local mm, mm, um, oysters and mm. things like that, which are just brilliant and everything uh, Scottish in, in, in terms of scallops yeah, and, yeah. and the salmon fantastic and that, salmon right? yeah, and, and longestine yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that... Uh, is really fantastic about um, England now and, um, you know, being Singapore, it's it's wonderful that uh, Kurt can tap into those ingredients because in Singapore being a, an island that doesn't produce a lot of food, you really are a kind of food bowl for the world and, and mm. the best of the world. So it's a, it's a great place to have a restaurant and it's uh, obviously a very exciting time for Kurt to be here as, as he's growing um, you know the the myth that is Jan, or no, it's not the myth, I should say the, <laughs> the reputa- legend, the legend, and the reputation that is Jan. And, and one of the nice things about it is he's um, he's got a great young team underneath him. You can see the enthusiasm in the kids, and mm. um, it's important because it uh, you, you, when you see a well led team, um, people are very focused. They love what they do. They're very into it, and they're committed. And I you know really saw that yesterday in the in the guys. Finally, Kirk, how can we find out more about uh, Jan and, and what you're doing with the cuisine there so Singaporeans can maybe experience it? Well, pop in, obviously. <laughs> That's the easy thing, right? Yeah, follow, follow Whatever they want to check out the menu. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do put a lot of pictures on Instagram okay. and you can follow uh, what we do on there and I think that's a good, a good insight to what's available and the kind of dishes that are coming up. And the fact that your chefs have high, uh, big egos and all that. Did you guys clash in the kitchen, yes, last night? I we had a great experience last <laughs> No, night. no. Very not friendly, the Aussie yeah. English thing, right? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Look, I think, you know, we, we do a lot of collaborations. I mean, Kurt, this is not new to Kurt, and I have a lot of great chefs from around the world come to Australia, mm-hmm. and I go to their restaurants as well. And I think um, there's, a, there's a, you know, a mutual respect for each other when you decide to do something like this. And also the industry is called hospitality. So there's this really wonderful sense and feeling, and I, I felt it from Kurt's team and, and Kurt himself and the, and the, and the restaurant and the hotel in which the, the restaurant's in and people feel it when uh, they come to our place it's you know you're inviting someone to your house and uh, you you want to make sure that you make a, a wonderful impression but you have this general um, sense and feeling um, inertly that you want to look after people so mm. we always uh, do that you know you don't uh, you don't invite someone in your kitchen to have a fight you know so <laughs> you uh, you invite you invite someone in the kitchen for a collaboration uh, and I think the most important thing is that the you know the world of cuisine and and the chef fraternity grows through these sorts of things. All right. Thank you very much for now to uh, chefs uh, Neil Perry and Kirk Westaway, their collaboration at John in Singapore. Thanks for being our guests here on Money FM. Pleasure. Pleasure, Jason.